You're listening to a podcast from Spencer Poetry and Performance, a collaboration between the International Spencer Society and Shakespeare's Globe. The conference took place at Shakespeare's Globe on the 12th and 13th of June, 2017. This podcast features a selection of pivot readings from panel four, rhyme, line, and lyric in poetry and drama. The first pivot reading was from Book 7, Canto 7, Stanzas 57 to 59, and Book 7, Canto 8, Stanzas 1 to 2, of The Fairy Queen. So having ended, silence long ensued, nay nature to or fro spake for a space, but with firm eyes affixed, the ground still viewed. Meanwhile, all creatures, looking in her face, expecting the end of this so doubtful case, did hang in long suspense what would ensue, to where the side should fall the sovereign place. At length, she, looking up with cheerful view, the silence break, and gave her doom in speech's view. I well consider all that he has said, and find that all things steadfastness do hate, and changed be. Yet being rightly weighed, they are not changed from their first estate, but by their change their being do dilate. And turning to themselves at length again, do work their own perfection so by fate. Over them change doth not rule and reign, but they reign over change, and do their states maintain. Cease, therefore, daughter, further to aspire, and thee content thus to be ruled by me. For thy decay thou seek'st by thy thy desire, but time shall come that all shall changed be. And from thenceforth, none no more change shall see. So was the tightness put down and whist, and Jove confirm it in his imperial sea. Then was that whole assembly quite dismissed, and nature's self did vanish, whither no man wist. <laughs> when I bethink me on that speech while here, of mutability and well it weigh, Meseems that though she all unworthy were of heaven's rule, yet very sooth to say, in all things else she bears the greatest sway, which makes me loathe this state of life so tickle, and love of things so vain to cast away, whose flowering pride so fading and so fickle, short time shall soon cut down with his consuming sickle. Then again I think on that which nature said, Of that same time when no more change shall be, but steadfast rest of all things firmly stayed upon the pillars of eternity, that is contrary to mutability. For all that moveth doth in change delight, but thenceforth all shall rest eternally with him that is the God of Sabbath height. O thou great Sabbath God, grant me that Sabbath sight. The second pivot reading was from Book 5, Canto 5, Stanzas 1 to 9, of The Fairy Queen. All in a chemist's light of purple silk, woven upon with silver, subtly wrought, and quilted upon satin white as milk, trailed with ribbons diversely distraught, like as the workmen had their courses taught, which was short tucked for light motion up to her hand, but when she list, it wrought down to her lowest heel, and thereupon she wore for her defence a mailed hobbagon. And on her legs she painted buskins wore, basted with bends of gold on every side, and mails between and laced closer for. Upon her thigh her scimitar was tied, 
with an embroidered belt of mickle pride. And on her shoulder hung her shield, bedecked upon the boss with stones that shined wide, as the fair moon in her most full aspect, that to the moon it mote be like in each respect. Then forth came Artegal out of his tent, all armed to point, and first the list did enter. Soon after eat came she with fell intent, and countenance fierce as having fully bent her, that battle's utmost trial to adventure. The lists were closed fast to bar the rout, from rudely pressing to the middle centre, which in great heaps them circled all about, waiting how fortune would resolve that dangerous doubt. Yet still her blows he bore, and her forebore, weaning at last to win advantage new. Yet still her cruelty increased more, though and though par failed, her courage did accrue. Which failing, he gan fiercely her pursue, like as a smith that to his cunning feet the stubborn metal seeketh to subdue. Soon as he feels it mollified with heat, with his great iron sledge doth strongly on it beat. For with his trenchant blade at the next blow, half of her shield he shared quite away, that half her side itself did naked show, and thenceforth unto danger opened way. Much was she moved with the mighty sway of that sad stroke that half enraged she grew, and like a greedy bear unto her prey, with her sharp scimitar at him she flew, that glancing down his thigh, the purple blood forth drew. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Spencer Poetry and Performance a collaboration between the International Spencer Society and Shakespeare's Globe.